Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're tuning in to this podcast during the season of Epiphany. Do please leave a comment or a like, it's always good to hear from you. And if you'd like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details of how to do so in the accompanying text. And now, may the light and peace of Christ be with you all as our worship begins. John answered them, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the thong of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. A very warm welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist 
on this, the Feast of the Baptism of Christ. It's wonderful that you can join us online for this service. We begin now with our opening prayer. Let us pray. We say together, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of God has dawned upon the world through our Saviour Jesus Christ, who sacrificed himself for us to purify a people as his own. Let us confess our sins. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, Forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We stand for the Gloria.
Eternal Father, who at the baptism of Jesus revealed him to be your Son, anointing him with the Holy Spirit, grant to us who are born again by water and the Spirit that we may be faithful to our calling as your adopted children, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel your saviour. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my eyes and honoured and I love you, I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, every one who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Now when the Apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For it had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. As the people were in expectation, and all men questioned in their hearts concerning John, whether perhaps he were the Christ, John answered them all, I baptise you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the thong of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptised, and when Jesus also had been baptised and was praying, 
the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form as a dove, and a voice came from heaven, Thou art my beloved Son, with thee I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In 2019, I had one of those landmark birthdays, the kind that has a naught on the end. And when my elder sister came to stay with me later that year, we decided to commemorate the event by going for a trip down memory lane and visiting the house in which I was actually born, which is in Hayes now part of Greater London. We moved from that particular house when I was four years old, and I can't remember ever having gone back there since, so it really was a very significant journey for me. I can certainly remember living there just about, although my memories are inevitably a bit hazy. Anyway, we had a fascinating visit, and we took a few photos outside the house, marvelling that a wall that my dad built in about 1958 was still standing. And then, on a whim, I suggested that we might go to see the church in which I was baptised on the 24th of May, 1959, the Church of St Nicholas Hayes, which was just down the road from there. So off we went. When we arrived, we discovered that by chance the church's musicians were rehearsing, so the church was in fact open and we were able to go inside. Now, I have the faintest of faint memories of that particular church, which I probably saw in around the year 1963, but I do remember two things. I remember its very striking modern architecture. It was very late, <coughs> sorry, it was very 1960s in style. And I also had a memory of some very bright, blue, modern stained glass. And remarkably, I managed to find the actual window that I was clearly remembering having seen at the age of about four. And I found myself profoundly moved to think that it was there in that place that my own journey of faith really began all those years ago with my own baptism. My parents could not have known it at the time, but in terms of my own life and how it's played out, it had a massive significance for me. If you've ever wondered why it is that in most medieval churches, the baptismal font is at the back of the church, usually situated by the door, it is because baptism is the sacrament of entry. It's about being welcomed in. It is about becoming part of something. And I'm certain that in the medieval St. Brides, which of course was destroyed in the Great Fire of London in 1666, that is the place where you would have found the font here too. And for the first followers of Christ 2,000 years ago, baptism, which in those days of course meant primarily adult baptism, was a very big deal. In the early church, baptisms traditionally took place on Easter Day, and as preparation for that momentous and life-changing event, those who were seeking baptism 
were required to undergo a 40-day period of prayer, fasting, and penitence in preparation for it, which is in fact the origin of the church's observation of the season of Lent. And in those early years, particularly when Christians were persecuted for their faith, the significance of undergoing baptism was massive. <clears throat> Over time, the practice of the church changed and it became customary to baptize infants, in part because in those days life was so precarious and infant mortality rates were so high and there were many superstitious fears about the awful fate of those who died unbaptized. So you can see how suddenly infant baptism became something that was very, very important. But even though we've largely moved away from that particular kind of mindset, I do remain a staunch supporter of infant baptism. Because baptism is a gift. It is about the grace of God. It's about belonging. And it's a gift that parents can give to their children, which can have all kinds of extraordinary and unexpected consequences. The reason I say that is because that is precisely what happened to me. Despite having had very little interest in anything religious at all in my youth, I wasn't confirmed as a child, and I went to immense lengths to avoid ever having to darken the doors of a church. Nevertheless, as a young adult, I decided that I did want to explore the Christian faith properly for the first time, if only to satisfy myself that there was nothing in it. But for me at that time, the prospect of turning up to an unknown service in an unknown church felt really very intimidating. Until suddenly, the thought occurred to me, and I can remember it happening, hang on a minute, I am a baptized member of the Church of England. I am a baptized member of the Church of God. This is my church. I have a right to be part of its life. Though, of course, I had absolutely no idea at the time where that fateful step would end up taking me. But beyond that, Christian baptism, properly understood, is far more than just a rite of passage or an entry permit. And to glimpse something of its true depths and significance, we need to turn to Scripture. All four Gospels describe very early on in their pages how John the Baptist was out in the wilderness proclaiming the coming of the promised Messiah and calling people to a baptism of repentance, washing them free from their past sins. In other words, the baptism offered by John was about cleansing and renewal and preparation for the new life that would be theirs in the coming kingdom of God, which the coming Messiah would inaugurate. And it is John who recognizes Jesus as the Christ, the promised one. And it is he who officially launches the ministry of Jesus by baptizing him. But the baptism of Jesus Christ is quite unlike any other baptism that John has ever administered before. Because, as we heard in our gospel reading a moment ago, when John baptizes Jesus, suddenly that sacramental act gains a significance that goes far beyond that of simply being washed clean of past sins in preparation for a new future. 
because the baptism of Christ marks the transition into that very future. It is a moment of revelation, the point at which the Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus and a heavenly voice reveals his true identity. Thou art my beloved son, with thee I am well pleased. And it is also the point at which Jesus himself becomes the bearer of the Spirit, the one who is empowered to confer that Spirit on those who turn to him. So, from that point onwards, baptism in Christ's name becomes a channel through which the power and the grace of God are actually communicated and conveyed, which is why baptism comes to be associated with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And because it is a rite of initiation into the new kingdom, it naturally became the hallmark of belonging to the people of God in the new messianic era that has dawned with the coming of Christ. And today it is that same amazing gift that is being given to the children we baptise here at St Bride's and in other churches throughout the world. As with all gifts, it will of course be entirely up to those children what they choose to do with it or when, when they've grown up to a point where they can take those decisions. But it is nevertheless something that will be theirs forever. There's a very striking poem by Anne Lewin called simply Baptism, which compares and contrasts what she describes as our first birth, that is our literal physical birth into this world, and our second birth, which is the new life we receive with Christ at our baptism. Part of her poem runs like this. <clears throat> All birth is dying, a painful separation from the past. Our first birth called us from security to face the lifelong struggle to survive. Our second, no less vigorously, calls us to set out on our pilgrimage with Christ, finding in him, with all our fellow pilgrims, new insights into love, and truth and life, a pilgrimage that daunts us and excites us and will not let us rest till we arrive. Our only certainty, God's promise, my love will hold you. Do not be afraid. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. 
For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who is the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Creator God, we thank you for your unconditional love and for the mystery of Jesus' baptism. Thank you for cleansing us with your grace and continue to inspire and refresh us with your presence in our lives. Thank you for reminding us that baptism in Christ brings the possibility of a fresh start, a new beginning each and every day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear Lord, at the beginning of this new year, we pray for the world and for your creation. We pray for those who struggle to subsist as burdened by drought, flood and fire and by civil conflict. We pray for the people of Ethiopia who are in the grip of the worst drought in recent memory, more than 25 million of whom face nutritional crisis. Grant endurance and compassion to all who deliver humanitarian and emergency assistance, whether it be in an international crisis or here on the streets of London. Impress upon each of us the desire to serve others rather than ourselves and to pursue equitable solutions before personal accolades. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear Father, as we begin a third year of living with COVID-19, we pray for all who care for those who suffer from serious illness, whether at home, in care homes, or in hospitals. We pray for those whose medical treatment has been paused because of the pandemic, and for the hundreds of millions in developing countries who are unable to access vaccines, even as we in rich countries are administered third and fourth doses. We thank you for the genius of scientists who develop vaccines and other medical miracles. We ask that you inspire similar creativity among those leaders who possess the power to grant equitable access to vaccines for all, not just for COVID, but for each of the communicable diseases that have been eradicated in rich countries. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear Father, we give thanks for the children in our lives whose innocence and creativity prompt us to be curious and whose vulnerability reminds us of our need for your protection. We pray for all who worship you throughout the world, who gather in many different settings and circumstances. 
We pray for your church and for our St Bride's family here in Fleet Street and online. We give thanks for Alison, for Jeff and Robin, for our staff and for our brilliant musicians who give us a weekly taste of your divinity. Inspire us to be a church that welcomes all who seek you, to be a church that reaches out to those who find faith easy, and especially to be a church which includes those who struggle to have faith. We pray for each of us in our journeys of faith, whether young or old, whether we've known you for years or even minutes, or are yet to really encounter you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear Father, we pray for the souls of those who have died and ask that you bring comfort to the families of the deceased who are still coming to terms with the recent loss of loved ones or who remember the anniversary of the death of their loved ones this week. And loving God, we offer to you our own concerns for those we know, for those we love and for ourselves for things that may be hard to share with others. Merciful Father, accept, accept these prayers, prayers for, for the sake, sake of your, your Son, our Saviour, Saviour Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Amen. Will you please stand? <coughs> our Saviour Christ is the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there shall be no end. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks, because in the incarnation of the Word, a new light has dawned upon the world that all the nations may be brought out of darkness to see the radiance of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood. Who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies, 
We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table. But you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Let us pray. Lord of all time and eternity, you opened the heavens and revealed yourself as Father in the baptism of Jesus, your beloved Son. In the power of your Spirit, complete the heavenly work of our rebirth through the waters of the new creation, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, 
we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Christ, the Son of God, perfect in you the image of his glory and gladden your hearts with the good news of his kingdom and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.
As the Rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, may I welcome you to this podcast and wish you every blessing in the new year. We have been offering these online services every week since the first lockdown began back in March 2020, and we shall continue to do so, particularly since the guidelines relating to live services can still change at very short notice. Each service combines archive recordings of our choir and congregational singing with newly recorded readings, intercessions and sermons. And we'd like you to know that we keep a candle burning before the altar here each day as a sign of hope, and we give thanks for you all. May the light and peace of Christ be with you all as our worship begins. A voice came from heaven, Thou art my beloved Son, with thee I am well pleased.
The Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist this morning as we celebrate the feast of the baptism of Christ. Wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. Let us pray. We say together, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of God has dawned upon the world through our Saviour Jesus Christ. Who sacrificed himself for us to purify a people as his own. Let us confess our sins. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We stand for the glory.
The Old Testament reading is taken from Genesis, chapter 1, beginning at the first verse. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening. And there was morning. One day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The second reading is taken from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 19, beginning at the first verse. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the upper country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples, and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we have never even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? They said, Into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. There were about twelve of them in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And there went out to him all the country of Judea and all the people of Jerusalem, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and had a leather girdle around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the thong of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens opened and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, Thou art my beloved Son, with thee I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the things that I've missed since the start of the pandemic has been occasional chaplaincy duties at St Paul's Cathedral. In preparing for this morning, I was reminded of a conversation I had there some months back. I was approached by a visitor who was clearly very much taken with the cathedral. Nothing unusual about that. It's a space that moves many people and often unexpectedly. They wanted to know how they could become a member of the cathedral. I explained that services there, like any church, are open to all, that they would be welcome to join whenever they wanted. If they felt called, they could be baptised into the Christian faith. What became clear in that conversation, though, was that their interest was very particularly in being a member of the cathedral. I ended up suggesting that perhaps they would like to explore the cathedral's friends society. There's a danger in exceptional places of worship like St. Paul's and indeed St. Bride's that the building and its history can become the focus of our engagement, distracting us from an infinitely greater light. Today, as we mark the Lord's baptism and recall our own baptismal vows, I'd like to reflect on its significance. It's our initiation into the Christian faith, of course, but we can easily underestimate what that means. Authorization of baptism is found in the commands of Jesus. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, as Matthew's Gospel has it. And baptism is informed not only by Jesus' instruction, but also by his action, in that he freely submitted himself to baptism. Jesus uses the image of baptism in describing his mission. Are you able, he asks the disciples, to drink the cup that I drink, or to be baptised with the baptism that I must be baptised with? It is in this act of baptism that Jesus identifies himself with sinful humanity. That's why, for much of the church's history, the baptism of Jesus has held rather more significance than the visit of the Magi, or even, indeed, the Nativity. In this fulfilment of all righteousness, as Jesus puts it, his ministry begins. Mark's account, generally regarded as the earliest of the Gospels, begins with an introduction to John the Baptist and an account of Jesus' baptism. There we read, A voice came from heaven saying, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Wanting to linger over this passage, I came across this poetic reflection on Christ's baptism from Malcolm Geit, who I've been reading in recent weeks. Beginning here, we glimpse the three in one. The river runs, the clouds are torn apart. The Father speaks, the Spirit and the Son reveal to us the single loving heart that beats behind the being of all things and calls and keeps and kindles us to light. The dove descends, the spirit soars and sings, you are beloved, you are my delight. In that quick light and life, as water spills and streams around the man like quickening rain, the voice that made the universe reveals the God in man who makes it new again. He calls us too to step into that river, to die and rise and live and love forever. Malcolm's words prompted me to imagine stepping into that river bringing to mind some river swimming last summer. I usually swim a few times a week, so not being able to do so is another of the deprivations of these days. And each summer, my usual desire for swimming threatens to become obsessional. If I see water, be that outdoor pools, rivers or the sea, I often want to throw myself in it. I find outdoor swimming a very rich experience. There's the smell of the water, its temperature, often refreshing in our climes, of course, its touch and the play of light on its surface. The touch of divine grace in the waters of baptism is infinitely more precious and surprising than my summer swims, though. 
as whilst I can easily imagine pleasurable immersion, that rather misses the point, because in our baptism we are drowned and risen again. And we're not just initiated into a particular community, rather we enter into the very life of Christ and his body, the church. Baptism marks a dying of our life of sin and rising with Christ in the fullness of his life-giving spirit. In our epistle this morning, Paul asks his readers whether they have received the Holy Spirit. We might ask ourselves the same question. We remember the baptism of Christ and the importance of that event. We recall our own baptism and its significance in our lives, in our sharing in Christ's death and resurrection. We recognise again the freedom to which we have been born, the call of love in our lives and the risk and promise of that calling. We ask ourselves, do we live lives aware of open to, filled with and guided by Christ's life-giving spirit. I'll close with another of Malcolm Geith's poetic reflections, which speaks of that calling to the life for which we long. Love's hidden thread has drawn us to the font a wide womb floating on the breath of God, feathered with seraph wings, lit with a sift, the swift lightning of praise, with thunder overspread and undergirded with an unheard song, calling through water, fire, darkness, pain, calling us to the life for which we long, yearning to bring us to our birth again. Again, the breath of God is on the waters in whose reflecting face our candles shine. Again, he draws from death the sons and daughters for whom he bids the elements combine. As living stones around a font today, rejoice with those who roll the stone away. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. 
For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Lord of the morning, we come before you and ask you to hear the prayers we offer. May the gift of your holy word be a lantern at our feet, a light to our paths and a strength to our lives. We pray for Queen Elizabeth and her family, for Alison, our rector, Jeff, our associate priest, and everyone who has made it possible for us to come together in this act of worship. We thank you for the work of scientists and pharmacists in creating new vaccines in the fight against the coronavirus, for the dedication and perseverance of those within the medical profession and all involved in keeping the country safe. Lift them up when they grow weary and give them courage to face the difficulties which confront them. Lord, for the, for the years, years, we give we you give thanks. You thanks. We thank you for our family and friends, the special people you have given us. Watch over those from whom we are separated, who have shared in our laughter, good times and tears, and who we are now not able to see. We pray for better days ahead, when we will be together again. Lord of light, you take us through deep waters, but never abandon us in the storm. We walk in the dark, but you never leave us without light. Be with us in the night of our anxiety and in our daily waking, that we may keep faith with each other as you have kept faith with us. Healing God, be with all who are unwell and suffering and for whom life brings little happiness. Lord, for the, for years, the years, we give, we you, give thanks. you thanks. We pray for the homeless and their animals those living alone and who feel unloved and isolated, and for the volunteers and care workers who help them. In a time of quietness, we think of all known to us who are in need of our prayers and those who have no one to pray for them. Lift up those who have fallen, strengthen those who struggle, and give comfort to the distressed. Lord, for the, for years, the years, we give, we you, give thanks. you thanks. God of the spirits, receive the souls of those departed from their earthly life. Give them the life that knows no age, the good things that do not fade away, and rest in your eternal kingdom. Lord of the morning, we thank you for your creation, for the wide sky, 
for the ocean and streams, for mist-shrouded hills and whispering wind, the gradual lengthening of days, snowdrops emerging from the frozen ground as a sleeping world awakens from winter's icy grip. Help us to keep this treasure, your earth, safe from harm. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? Our Saviour Christ is the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there shall be no end. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks, because in the incarnation of the Word, a new light has dawned upon the world that all the nations may be brought out of darkness to see the radiance of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his commands, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercy. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, 
but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Let us pray. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen.
Christ, the Son of God, perfect in you the image of his glory and gladden your hearts with the good news of his kingdom and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.